You're listening to the Good Christian Podcast. We're not saying that we're always good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Can you believe that it is already July and that means we are halfway through 2020? I know that some of us wish that the year could just be over. We were like, can we just be done with 2020? Um, and I'm, I'm sorry to hear that because I know that it's been a really tough year for a lot of people. There's, there's people who've lost jobs. There's people who have even lost loved ones or have been sick or are just dealing with a lot of different things that are coming up in the media and things like that. Uh, It's been a tough year, and I'll admit it it has definitely been a very challenging one. But my prayer is that the second half this year is going to be far better than the first half was, and I hope to cover some of that in today's episode. So we're halfway through the year, and and also I want to say it's happy 4th of July to everybody that's listening in the United States. And I know that Canada, there's thousands of listeners in Canada as well, so happy Canada Day. I believe that was on Wednesday. And wherever else you're listening, um, I hope that you got a day off too. I'm not sure what you'd be celebrating, but I hope you got a day off or have one coming up because I know that we can all use that right now. So today, I really want to cover the biggest problem the world is facing and how we can fix it. I want to start off by saying that the biggest problem we're facing is probably not what you're thinking. Now, I know that you can think of a lot of different things that are going on in the world. Uh, if you're in the United States, we're thinking about like hornets that kill bees we're thinking about quarantine, we're thinking about people who wear masks for people who don't wear masks, we're thinking about racism, we're thinking about uh, Democrats versus Republicans, and wherever you're at in the world, I think that you're probably hearing very similar things, uh, maybe minus the the murder hornets, as they're called, but anyway, uh, there's a lot of different things that, that we're facing, and the biggest problem is a question that all of us are like, okay, well, what, well, what is the biggest problem? What is it that we're facing that's such, such a big deal? Um, Before I get into that, though, I wanted to share a few things that have been really heavy on my heart about the year we're in, which is 2020. Um, It's an election year is the first thing. And whenever there is an election year, everything just kind of goes crazy. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to say this as sensitively as I can. So I want to make sure that you know my heart in this. My heart is just to share these facts that I I know to be true about the world. Uh, Again, election year being a year where things always kind of get brought up. It, it happens for attention. It pushes everyone to vote for a particular candidate that um, that I, I guess mainstream media wants to be in office because they profit from it. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, a perfect example of this, and again, I'm not saying it's being sensitive, but racism isn't new in 2020. Some people are acting like this is a new thing or that it's getting far worse. And in reality, that's not the case, but it's getting brought up because it's an election year. And you're being pushed to vote a certain way to help fix racism, which we'll get into today. That's not the job of a president of the United States. Um, That's on us as individuals. And like I said, we'll cover that a little bit, but not not too much into that. But we have to remember that as an election year, this is not the only thing that's going to get brought up. In a month from now, we might be talking about a totally different topic, uh, again, pushing you to vote a certain way. And I know the whole world kind of suffers from this because it's on global news and i'm sorry everybody who's listening in the united states it's got to be so annoying to hear all of our garbage that goes on every four years um but i want to push you guys to a book it's called factfulness i've probably referenced it on the podcast before i've definitely referenced it in some of my blog posts before it's a book that actually takes true facts and data and tells you how the world is actually doing and also why you think it's different than it is um, Bill Gates refers to this as a book that everyone should read. 
He said it's one of the most impactful books he's ever read in his life. And the man has, has read tens of thousands of books. I mean, easily. Um, and if Bill Gates is saying that it's something that everyone should read and it's one of the most impactful books he's ever read, then you know that's a big deal. Anyway, the whole point of factfulness is to actually bring true data to different things that many of us think about. And would you believe, most people are going to say, no, this can't be true, but the world is actually safer, healthier, less racist, less dangerous. I mean, it's all around better than it has ever been in every single way. And there is true data and facts to show that. Now, most people are going to say, no, there's no way that's possible. This guy who wrote this book did unbelievable amounts of, of data mining and digging into these different things. And it is fact that the world is healthier and better than it has ever, ever been. And it continues to head in that direction. Now, the reason we don't believe that is because mainstream media, once again, I pick on these guys all the time, but they are using fear. They are using negativity to access a part of your brain that responds better and quicker than positivity and life. Uh, And that's just the way the human condition has been wired, unfortunately. But um, the truth is you're being sold lies when you watch TV, any news station. I'm not saying I have one that's always going to be good or right. But if you're watching TV, you're watching lies. As a matter of fact, and I've, I've mentioned this before, mainstream media does not have any accountability to what they're sharing being true. They are allowed to share whatever they want. And it doesn't have to be fact. It doesn't have to be true. It can just be strictly to get an arouse out of you and to get you to respond in some way. So keep that in mind. I'm talking about the biggest problem the world is facing today. It's not what you think it is because most of those problems don't exist at the level that you think they really do. And I'm not saying that to, to, you know, be like a conspiracy theorist or to like beat up on anybody. But we have to remember that as believers, I believe that most people listen to this podcast are Christians, we need to be held to a higher standard and take things from a biblical perspective and seek God, not seek media to tell us what we should think or feel. And many of us have fallen into that trap of doing that. So for what it's worth, I wanted to bring that up. And uh, now I want to move into uh, what I consider to be the real problem that we're all facing, the biggest problem that we're all facing in the world right now. And what it comes down to is just one thing. It's a lack of love for one another. A lack of love for one another is the biggest problem the world is facing right now. The Bible says in Matthew 22, verse 36 through 40, uh, Jesus was being asked, which, of the great, which is the greatest commandment? So that someone actually asked him, hey, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment in all the law? What should we really be focused on? What should we be looking at? Like, which one is the most important? And Jesus answered in a really interesting way. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, something I found really interesting is this person asked Jesus for the greatest commandment and Jesus gave him two answers, not one. He said the first and the second And I believe that if someone could really understand um, which commandment is the greatest, it would be Jesus. He's our guy to really know that. So to recap, what he said is the greatest commandment of all. He said to love God and to love people. A common question I've heard, which I think is really insightful, by the way, uh, on the same question is people say, well, why did Jesus give two responses instead of one? He gave two commandments. Um, And again, I love this question because I think it's really insightful. It shows that people really care. Uh, Jesus answered both because I believe that you cannot love God without loving people. And it's impossible to truly love people without loving God. And the reason I say this is because I've found that people who claim to be Christian often, they, they have no fruit. They're not really loving people. And, and the other side of things, if you're not really a Christian, it's tough to really understand love at a deeper level. 
And I wanted to give like a quick definition of what I consider to be the supreme definition of love, if you will, because there's a lot of them. I look in the dictionary, there's, there's a lot of options out there in, in 2020. But if, if I could quickly just share what I consider to be, I consider it to actually be all summarized supremely in one Bible verse, John 3, 16, which might be the most popular Bible verse of all time. But it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I believe that this, again, summarizes the meaning of love. So if I can kind of recap, God made the world, humans broke it, God sent his son to pay for our wrongdoings, but Jesus came to earth having the choice of whether he wanted to actually do this for us or not. And even on the cross, saw each of our faces, knowing the sins that we had committed, will commit, and still said that I would die for him or for her. I would die for this individual. Uh, I linked to a video and I titled it, Watch This Video If You Want to Cry. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, But it really summarizes this in a little bit of a deeper level. But for me, that's what love is. Love, again, is a sacrifice that each of us, we have to make. And and thankfully, it doesn't mean all us dying for people. The mass majority of the time, that's not what it's going to mean for us. But it, it does mean that we have to take some action. And I find that, again, this is the biggest problem we're facing is we lack love. We're not willing to take action for one another. We're not willing to express our love. And I want to now talk about kind of transition. This is how we can actually fix this problem. I have four things that Christians can do to begin to fix the broken world that we're in right now that I want to share. I'm really excited about these things. I'm going to go ahead and dive into them real quick here. Number one, the first one, the greater our love is for God, the more projected it will be in our actions toward those around us. So the greatest thing that we can do is really just dive into our relationship with God. I mean, really dive into our relationship with God, work on our intimacy with with God and just be able to fall more and more in love with him. And as we do this, the byproduct of that is going to be that we are going to project love toward those around us. We'll be able to heavily impact those and and change lives because of it. But I, I know this all begins with growing in our relationship with God, learning to love him more, and the rest of us becomes a byproduct. So number one, that's the most important thing. Number two is that love is a verb. Without action, it is merely a word. To me, love doesn't mean anything unless we actually do something with it. You can say that you love somebody or something all day, but if you're not willing to do something to prove that, to show that, then is it really true? And we see a lot of people that they claim to love something, but they won't devote any time to it. They won't, you know, they won't, they won't take any action on that. And that's why a lot of people end up divorced, unfortunately. They all talk about how they, oh, yeah, we love each other. And then a year later, a couple of years later, they're divorced. It's like, what happened? Well, I never actually did anything with that love. I forgot that it was a verb. And we see that time and time again. And I think that many of us, we, we say that we love God and that we love the world around us. But we're posting the meanest stuff I've ever seen on social media. And many people listening today are guilty of that. We're posting things that are just rude towards other people. That's not showing love. And if love is a verb, you can say it all day, but if your actions aren't displaying it, then it actually doesn't matter at all. I know that one's a heavy hitter. So this next one will be a little bit lighter. Actually, it won't. It's going to be just as intense. Sorry. Uh, Number three is to love people for who they are instead of judging them for who they are not. Man, that one right there. That's a tough one, right? Uh, We're in the year 2020, which is the most diverse year I've ever seen in my life. Um, man, we, we don't like each other. People don't like each other because of the, the different colors in their skin. They don't like each other because they're different political views. Uh, people are different. People have more feelings than they've ever had, which is extremely dangerous, by the way. But uh, I digress on that point. Uh, but here's the deal. We, we decide that now because we don't agree with somebody or because they don't agree with us that we don't like them or we even hate them because just because we're different. 
But here's the deal, like God made us different. We have different things that weigh heavy on our hearts. And just because that doesn't mean we can't still love each other and appreciate one another for our differences. I think it's so sad to watch people judge each other. And if I see like one more comment on Facebook or Instagram that says defriend me because you are this or you're that, like what on earth, man? It's just, it blows my mind to see this type of thing. But again, that third point is to love people for who they are instead of judging them for who they're not. We have to learn to love people that are different than us. We have to learn to love people that vote differently than us or that have different beliefs in us. God's called us to love everybody. And going back to that point earlier about that supreme definition of love that Jesus died for us, Jesus didn't just die for you because he thought that you were great. You know, he died for each of us. He died for all of us, which means somebody with totally different political views than you or a different skin tone than you, he died for them exactly the same way he died for you. And I think that we need to just stop having this judgmental attitude mindset. We have to start loving each other for who we are. Each and every one of us has to make that decision. And, and yeah, it's tough. You want people to agree with you. You want people to, to get triggered by the same things you are. But again, we're all different. And we're just going to be continuing to grow more and more diverse and more different as time goes on. And as Christians, we have to remember that our job is to love people instead of judging them. And who knows, you might even have some people that start to agree with you on something just because you're loving them. But I can tell you one thing's for sure. When you judge people, it's, it close up. They're not willing to, to hear what you have to say anymore. And we have to really keep that in mind. So I want to make sure, again, that we're loving each other no matter what we believe, no matter who we are. We have to start really showing that in a deeper way and, and stop with all the hate, really. It's time to stop with that. So my fourth and final point today is number four, what really changes people is the revelation of God's love. This is such an important point because, again, going back to I believe you can only truly love if you understand how much God loves you. And if you're listening and you're not a Christian, because I know that we have listeners that aren't Christians, man, I encourage you and challenge you to really dive into the Bible. You can find it anywhere. It's online. You know, it's, it's free. You can get access to it anywhere. And really dive into these words of, of what, it, what it means to be loved by God. And for me, this has changed my life. I mean, there were years where I, I thought I knew what love was when I wasn't walking with God. And um, people even said that I was, you know, a, a nice, loving, caring person. But the truth is, until I actually dove in my relationship with God, I realized that it was all kind of for nothing. It was all face value. It wasn't genuine. It wasn't from a deepness in my heart that I could only reach when I built that relationship with God. So I want to make sure that we remember that what's going to change people is a revelation of God's love. So that doesn't mean get out there and just start preaching the gospel to everybody. It means if you do these first three things that I mentioned, which again, going back through them, is uh, growing that relationship with God was number one. Really focus on that intimacy with him. Number two is that love is a verb. Make sure you're taking action. And number three, stop judging people and start just loving them for who they are. When we can do these things out of a place of our reverence for God and deep-rooted love for him, we'll start seeing the world change and get better. And that is on Christians to be able to do. Each of us has to make that decision to do this. So in conclusion today, I want to mention two different things. First off, I encourage you to go read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 through 13. This is really a great overview of what love is, what it means. It takes about three minutes to read. And I, I read on repeat a little bit, you know, just kind of go through it a few times and it'll really help you get this idea of love in your heart and that it truly is the only solution to fixing the world's biggest problem right now. And second, what I just talked about is, is a really tough topic. It's been tough for me. 
I've been fasting social media for a few months now because I, I've been just kind of hateful like other people. One thing I despise is racism. Um, growing up in a very diverse neighborhood and, and just life, um, man, it, it hurts to see. And Republicans and Democrats both just losing their minds and hating one another. Uh, I'm seeing friendships end. I just decided I had to get off of media altogether. So I'm not watching TV. I'm not on social media or anything like that. And I was doing this because I'm protecting my heart. I have to remember I, I, that loving people is the most important thing. And if I, had to, I knew that if I had to take some actual action, some uncomfortable action, which was distancing myself from the world, then it had to be done. Because it's the only way that I could really start loving people the right way without having anger or resentment or wanting to get into arguments. If I really wanted to love people, I had to disconnect. And here's what I've realized. And it's something I mentioned at the beginning. I mentioned that book, Factfulness. But thinking about, is the world getting worse or better? When you disconnect yourself from all these things, people that you have face-to-face interaction with are actually a lot happier and nicer than you think. The other day I went for a walk and I ran past, or I walked past a whole bunch of different people during this time on walk. It was about an hour long. And everyone I walked by was just so friendly. Uh, it didn't matter what, what their skin tone was. It didn't matter how old or young they were, what their gender was. Everyone was just so friendly. And I only had that realization because I disconnected myself from the things that were causing me to be angry and hateful and resentful. So I want to challenge you guys. If this is a difficult thing for you to do as well, step back, step away from the things that are causing the negativity and focus more on the positive. And remember, the biggest issue we're facing is this lack of love. And the only way that it can be fixed is if Christians step up and love the way that we're supposed to. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. And I have a call to action question that I'd love for you to answer. Um, What are you going to do today to start fixing this biggest problem that the world is facing? And you'll have a link to it in the show notes. If you just go to dailyps.com, you'll see the podcast link. You can click there. It's the latest episode up. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have a conversation with you about it. So this was another heavy hitter. I don't know if you guys have realized, but this podcast is all basically like heavy hitters now. I get into like the big topics that are going on. But it's just so important that we make sure that we continue to be a solution to this world. And I just wouldn't be... I wouldn't feel good if I didn't share that on this podcast because this is the stuff that we have to do. So I hope this challenges you today and really gets you thinking. And again, I'd love to hear from you. I love each and every one of you. Hope that you're doing well, that you're getting through this difficult year. Uh, Just know that I love you and I'm supporting you. I pray for this ministry and for the people that are listening. So thank you for all you do, guys. Looking forward to being back with you all next month. Thank you again for listening to the Good Christian Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review. This really helps us to continue to impact and reach more people. Until next month, remember that the only way that the world can get better is if Christians step up and begin loving others the way that God has loved us.